This is Breaking News. A popular Canadian influencer by the name of Starly Gladue recently threw her followers for a loop when her relationship content suddenly disappeared. She'd posted herself saying yes to a very romantic proposal only eight months ago, and now the photos are nowhere to be seen. People who've been following her for years were left baffled and confused as to what had happened. We wanted to get down to the bottom of this, so we sent our investigators to the scene of the crime. Amy Lashbottom, please tell us what you know. It's my, is my hair okay? I don't know. I, she did something different. I'm not used to, oh, oh, we're on. Hello, Alan. I'm standing outside the Instagram account of Miss Starly Gladue. As you can see, where there were once beautiful engagement photos, the squares on her grid have now been replaced with palm trees. Palm trees, Alan. To say we've been left baffled and bewildered would be an understatement. One loyal follower was quoted as saying, where did her fiance go? With a mind blown emoji. We're still investigating. Amy, Amy, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt, but we're getting word that one of our correspondents, Jaina Marie, has located Starly. One second. She, what's that? She's shopping on Melrose in Los Angeles? Well, that just makes no sense. And what's that? No, you have to be kidding me. She was shopping for crop tops and minding her own business. Oh my goodness. Jane is about to sit down with her for an exclusive interview. Hopefully we get some answers because everyone is wondering, did he put a ring on it or not? La, 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 la. Hello, bestie. I'm your host, Jana Marie, and today I'm recording for you from the cutest store on Melrose in Los Angeles. And as you've already guessed, I'm going to be talking with an incredible human named Starly Gladue. She may talk quiet, but her style is super loud. From her makeup looks that stand out to her 1990s hip-hop-inspired fits and fashion remixes, she's got a lash line, a brow business, a blossoming modeling career, and after sitting down to talk, it's clear this baddie's just getting started. I wanted to introduce Starly to the BLE family because she's a stellar representation of an incredible Indigenous woman, and today is Indigenous People's Day. I also had a feeling she had a story she wanted to dish, so I flew all the way to LA where we met up in the cutest store called Girl Crush, did a little shopping, a little photo shoot, and then set up a studio in the back of the store for some girl talk. Now put on something cozy and get ready to hear an inspiring story of what can happen when you listen to your gut and are bold enough to follow your dreams. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favourite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. going to introduce this lovely guest that I have today, the beautiful, fabulous, wonderful Miss Starly Gladue, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Thank you for being here, I'm Big Lash Energy Mustang. Thanks for having me, I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe we finally made this happen. Are in case you're listening and wondering what the racket is behind us, we are actually on Melrose right now in a store called Girl Crush, which is so suiting because you have been my girl crush for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background of, you know, how I got reintroduced to you, basically. 
I was scrolling Instagram one day and I saw your makeup and it just stopped me in my tracks. And I think I liked it or I commented on it or something. Yeah, you commented. Yeah. And then you replied and you were like, oh my God, I'm fangirling right now. You're my teacher at Blanche McDonald. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, I was? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I taught you that. Like, You're way better than me. What specifically did I teach you at Blanche McDonald? Do you remember? It was a resume class. Resume oh, and career class. Yeah. Oh, the career resume. So I actually didn't teach you makeup. So I literally cannot take any responsibility <laughs> whatsoever for how bomb you, you are at makeup. I, I love that class because you, you told your story and your energy so bright. And it was like, it was a fun class. Thank you. I was going to mention that if I don't remember that I taught you means you're probably a really good student because <laughs> you know what? You only remember the people that drove you crazy. <laughs> oh, this is like a full circle moment because back then you told your story in class and it was so inspiring. And then now tables have turned and you're, you want me to share my story and it's crazy. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I don't scroll. I don't see anything that's on TikTok. I don't really watch other people's stories. But I love your personal style. So I do like like tiptoe over to your page and like check out your stuff. I'm like a girl crushing literally. <laughs> um, and so because I just love you got this 1990s like hip hop vibe, you know, beautiful makeups. How would you describe yourself and how you show up online? What would you refer to yourself as? I would refer to myself as very 90s inspired. I love streetwear. I love hip hop. And that, that shows through in my style, even in my makeup. And I'm just very creative and like showing my personality through my clothes, through my makeup and hair and stuff like that. I love also that you are a beautiful, fabulous, wonderful indigenous woman <laughs> and you represent. Yeah. So I corrupt your stuff. I saw you online. I see your what a baddie you are. And you're this strong, bold, independent woman. And then all of a sudden I saw that you were engaged. <laughs> and it kind of happened at around the same time that Courtney got proposed to and her proposal was just such goals it was so beautiful and so romantic looking and when I saw yours it kind of looked kind of similar and yeah. I was low-key jealous because it I did have that vibe same vibes on the beach in Cancun like rose petals candles music champagne everything I was like damn here I was like looking at this <laughs> Kardashian proposal low-key wishing it was me and then here it was you <laughs> <laughs> so, so then of course, you know, like fast forward. So I'm like going about my business. And then once in a while, you know, you creep back over to someone's page and I look, and I'm like, is it getting close to her wedding? Let me just check in what's going on. <laughs> and then it's like, remix, Starly's moved to Los Angeles. And I'm like, you know, you do the scroll, like, uh, where's the guy? I think oh, it kind of confused everyone. Cause people are like, what, where are you? Where's your fiance? Are you married? Like, what's going on? You just And then I just kept my shit on the low because I'm a private person. Yeah, as you should be, right? You share what you want to share, right? Yeah. And also, sometimes you need to be able to process it yourself before you can really share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. People kind of feel entitled to know what's going on in our lives. It's because, yeah, well, I did share my proposal with you. So I was I like, well, wait, if you're going to bring us for the good stuff, you better bring us for the I bad know. stuff too, right? <laughs> so many people, like my clients are like, what's going on? People online, like random people message messaging me. I go on TikTok live and random comments be like, are you single? Are you engaged? Aren't you married? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Cause it was just, it was a total 180. It went I from, know. I was just, you know, and then here you are moving to Los Angeles, which has actually been one of my dreams since I was a little girl. And I always feel like there was a whole bunch of things that I thought I was going to do and be when I was younger. And I've done and become all of them except mm -hmm. for moving to Los Angeles. That's the one thing that's left on my list that I haven't done yet. Are you going to move out here? Oh, girl. <laughs> I spend a lot of time here. I would love to. So 
when I'm out here, I'm like, okay, first she got the proposal that was my goals proposal. <laughs> now she's fucking posing in her badass 1990s outfits with the palm trees behind her in Los Angeles living my dream. <laughs> so I just thought, you know what? I love that. I love when we, I, it seemed from my perspective that you decided something wasn't for you and you made a giant change to chase your dreams. And I don't know mm-hmm. anything else about that except I actually didn't want to know because I wanted to get you in front of a microphone to get the story instead mm-hmm. of asking you, you know, on Instagram. So I made my way all the way out to Los Angeles. <laughs> I made my way all the way out to Los Angeles so uh, you and I could have this conversation. <laughs> okay, like, okay. So I've got my tea. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's a Java chip frappuccino we got across the street, but let's pretend it's tea. Just took a sip and I am here for it. Let's start at the beginning. Do you want to share how you met this person? Um, It was through a family friend and I feel like that's why I dove into it fast because he was friends with some of my family and it felt comfortable. So it kind of happened very fast and the engagement happened very fast, faster than I wanted it to, but I felt like he kind of pressured me into it and it only happened at the one year mark. Oh wow, that is really fast. Uh Did you, looking back, do you ever like wonder if it was love bombing? It was very much love bombing, like crazy. <laughs> it's the definition of love bombing. Because <laughs> love bombing, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically when someone almost over loves you, almost yes. disproportionately, like it's too fast, too soon kind of, mm-hmm. to the point where it's almost a manipulation tactic because you have no choice but to love them back because they seem to love you so much, right? Yes, and I felt like the... The proposal was so grand because I was I was having cold feet because I knew it was coming. Okay. He kept hinting and I seen an email that there was engagement photos that he booked. So I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> let me make sure my nails are done. <laughs> All these thoughts are going through my head. And I was getting cold feet and I was like, I don't know how do I'm going to deny him. But then oh, it, you were planning on denying him when you knew it was upcoming. I was I was thinking about it. I was getting cold feet. Not sure if I was ready. But a part of me was like, shit, how do I say no? I don't want to break his heart. But it was done in such a grand, crazy way on the beach. It was like in a movie. And I felt like when it happened, like I had no choice but to say yes. Right. But I did feel like at the moment, I felt like it was right. But I felt like if it happened casually, I might have said, would have said no. So, So, okay. So if you would have just been you two out for dinner and like, what do you say about getting married? You might have said no. Probably. But because he did this whole freaking Kardashian reenactment yes. situation, you were like, oh, it would be, it's a nice girl syndrome, right? You're yeah. like, oh, I'd be a total dick if I said no right now. Even I see when, you know, when dudes do these proposals in the basketball court in the middle of the Lakers game oh, God. and the girl <laughs> says yes, I'm like, oh yeah, she couldn't say no. Like you yeah. would just be an asshole, you know what I mean? And he had my favorite song playing. Oh, even- what a dick. <laughs> Even fireworks went off that weren't planned. So I took it as a sign from the universe. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) You're like, even if I wanted to say no, the fireworks are saying yes. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so but you had this trip to Cancun planned. So Mm -hmm. that was always like on the. And so did you know, based on seeing this email, that it was going to happen in Cancun or you just knew you were going to have a proposal in general? I saw it in Cancun. I had a hunch, but then I saw the email while we were in Cancun. And then I was like, oh, shit, it's getting real. Oh. No, you're like, I just wanted some dick on vacation. (laughs) I didn't sign up for life. (laughs) Okay, so, so, but your initial gut instinct was no. Like you just had that, like you just knew Mm -mm. inside. I loved him, but I just knew that I needed more time. I still need to get to know him. It was very, it was very fast. 
So how soon after the proposal? So you make this thing public. The mm-hmm. internet explodes. Yes. You break, you break Instagram. Because <laughs> it's like, holy shit, this bombshell babe who's getting it for herself. This, you know, this entrepreneurial dynamo. You know, she's <laughs> now she's engaged. Oh, shit. All your fan club is shutting down. All the men are crying themselves to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so now what? Did you start the planning? Yeah, we were in the planning stages. We're going to do it in Mexico. Did you have a date picked? Yeah, it was supposed to be next April. Okay. Oh, shit. So we're still, we're just counting down the days till your wedding right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I hope I get an invitation. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Nothing was booked, thank God. We just had a date planned and Uh the, the location planned. But and I was in the beginning stages working out the budget and stuff like that. But then and then I remember, too, that he's also indigenous. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of this really cool moment from an outsider's perspective being like, oh, cool. It says indigenous power couple. Yeah, you know, that's exactly that's really how cool. everyone saw it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because like it's it's not that often that you see two people of the same culture finding each other. And because mm-hmm. I always feel like, especially in a multicultural city like Vancouver, I just feel like it's like inevitable, or Vancouver and you're in Edmonton? Yeah. You were in Edmonton mm-hmm. at the time? It's just so multicultural that it just makes sense that you would meet someone else from, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a white guy or you know, something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it was so cool that you found someone indigenous and that's kind of like a good representation of you and your past and, you know, who you are and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. so when did you realize, when did you, like? it seems like stuff went bad real fast yeah about eight months into the engagement I just I had a hunch that something was going on you know women's intuition it's always it always all the time you always gotta trust it and I trusted it and I found out some shit that he wasn't being faithful (sighs) rude Um, (laughs) (laughs) not to my starly (laughs) I just I was being disrespected and I already forgave him once gave him a second chance and I wasn't gonna do it a third time how soon how soon into the relationship did you give him the second chance a month oh (laughs) but you know what it's tricky because a month in you could see it as oh I should have known but also at a month in sometimes things are still kind of a gray area where you're like oh someone could use the excuse of like oh I wasn't taking it that serious yet or was there any like excuses like that or was like or kind of like that I just chose to just give him another chance um, I was heavily, heavily love bombed <laughs> right. and I've never experienced that before. And I didn't even know what it was until, until deep into the relationship. And but I'm, don't you, and then looking back, I'm like, oh shit, that's why I took him back. Right. But don't you, when you're being love bombed at the same time, you're being cheated on. Isn't that such a confusing situation? Like, didn't you say you really love me so yeah. much? You know, like it's so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and he came to me and he was honest and told me. So I think that that told that like I forgave him because he was honest and I chose to. He was honest while being dishonest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I chose to forgive. I've never forgave anyone for cheating ever. I've always just cut them off. But wow. But this was the time. Yeah. But looking back, sometimes I regret. I regret it. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have gave him that second chance. But now I look at it as I'm glad I gave him that second chance because I'm never going to look back and be like, oh, what if? Right. Because now I know. Yeah. Because if you would have dropped him at the time, you would this whole time be maybe wondering, maybe he was the one. Yeah. And did, yeah. And now I'll, I'll never wonder that. And I know. <laughs> All the boxes have been checked, <laughs> checked and double checked. <laughs> so how did you officially find out that he wasn't being loyal? 
I chose to forgive and move on and try not to hold that over his head because that is that's just toxic. Mm-hmm. So he never really did anything throughout our relationship after that. And it was pretty healthy for the most part until the last week he went to on a trip to Vancouver and he he stopped calling, messaging, FaceTiming, which is so not like him. So it wasn't the normal it wasn't the normal communication. No, I felt very shady vibes and my intuition was really going off and I felt something weird was up. And while he was out there, he made a new Snapchat, but he didn't add me. I got notified, but I didn't get an ad. So when he came back, I asked to see his Snapchat and he got this mysterious. Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> he, he wouldn't show me it. He made up excuses. Finally, he let me see his phone. And then I just seen like a plethora of girls messaging him, him trying to meet up with them. Um, just ouch yeah i found a message from one of his colleagues that was out there as well and she asked him to come sleep at 5 a.m sleep yeah in quotation marks come sleep at 5 a.m and then i already been sleeping what the (laughs) come sleep okay so i kind of freaked out over that and then he swore it was nothing blah 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 all these excuses love bombing and And he already broken the trust this was on yeah he was on his second chance already Mm -hmm. so it's just very shady. I don't know if he physically cheated. He could. He probably still denies to this day. But what he did was emotional cheating, and that's not okay. And a lot of times, that's worse. Yeah, and also because he was on his second chance, you don't mm-hmm. have to be as patient and understanding yeah. at that point. You don't do that to someone that you're engaged s- to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because then this is how we're starting our foundation. We gotta lay the rest of our relationship for the rest of our life on this mm-hmm. crumbling foundation of you know, like I already can't trust you now. It's not yeah. a good way to start. We had a rocky week, and he was already making plans to hang out with multiple girls. So. That was just the last straw. To me, if it's Rocky, I'm never going to go out and seek attention from another guy. That's not in my character. Yeah, we, we should be able to have a bad moment. And in to- on top of that, yeah. in a marriage, you're going to have so many bad moments mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Like you'd be someone for the rest of your life and we can't make it through a bad week. Yeah. Thing that I value most in a relationship is trust and honesty. But you know what? It's almost like because you value trust so much in a relationship, it's an even bigger bummer when you went against that the first time you forgave him because you're mm. like, I already would never normally forgive somebody for this. Yes. And then you did me dirty because I already did something I normally wouldn't have. Yeah. So I felt Ugh. pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it, honey. We've all, I mean, not all of us. I have. <laughs> I'm like the queen of forgiving and ignoring red flags so <laughs> like oh red flag i'll wear it as a scarf it's great <laughs> how did you call off the wedding or i guess was it just obvious at that point because yeah i told him we we're done and i don't ever want to see him again <laughs> and i have it so that was it that that was it that was the end of it yeah how soon after this whole engagement ending was it i'm packing my shit i'm going to los angeles what was the what was that transition well, that happened on a Monday and then a whole roller coaster of emotions all week. And then Friday is when I had an epiphany and I was like, oh my God, I have nothing holding me back right now. I have no, because he had kids. I was a stepmom. Oh, wow. Um, I had no man, no kids holding me back because he knew how bad I wanted to move to LA. I told him in 2021, I'm like, I want to make this a goal by 2023. I want to go out there with or without you. This was before we were engaged. And uh-huh. then he's like, let's go. We'll make it happen. Like, for sure. And I'm like, well, what about your kids? And he's like, I'll make it work. It doesn't matter. And then... Even though he's completely bypassing the logistics of there's yeah. laws about that. <laughs> Baby mamas might have a problem. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. We'll make it happen. And then... It's nice that you were more worried about his kids than he was. 
what about the kids? He's like, fuck the kids. <laughs> 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 and then when 2022 was approaching he just started having all these all these excuses like well what about my kids and what about, i'm like i asked you that in the first place and he's just he was like well we should wait till after marriage we should wait till this and that and i'm like you want to have kids right after marriage if it, if we don't do it now it's never going to happen down the road so mm-hmm. he was just kind of that roadblock in my way because i've been wanting to move to la new york ever since i was like a teenager it was obvious to me from an outsider seeing you online and seeing your presence that you didn't belong in Edmonton. Yeah, I've been told that. Like, like honey, did not belong in Edmonton. <laughs> you were just, you're just a big fish in a little pond. You know what I mean? And and yeah. sometimes I feel that too. Like, sometimes I'm like, well, okay, what's next? You know, because sometimes you feel mm-hmm. like you leveled up, you reached your goals in one place and you're like, what's a bigger pool now that I can try and reach my new goals? Like, because yeah. you can't just stay comfortable, right? Cause so for you, as a businesswoman, you were doing makeup, doing brows, lash line, clothing line, yes, (laughs) literally all the things, modeling. (laughs) And how much of that can you do in Edmonton? (laughs) Yeah, there's only so much. There's a a limit. And once you're like, okay, we've exhausted all the options and opportunities in Edmonton, now where? So it's it's fucking Los Angeles. Yeah. So, okay, so Monday things end. Friday you have an epiphany. Yeah, so I realized I had no man, no kids holding me back. My, I'm not on a... contract on my job I'm not on a year lease I'm month to month and that's oh. when I was like oh my god I could literally pack my shit and go there next month if I wanted to oh my gosh. so then it took me that was in July and I moved out here in November so once you knew once you had your epiphany and you knew this was your plan and finally your dream's gonna come true mm-hmm. did the heartbreak fade faster do you think knowing that you had this whole other goal and stuff you know how sometimes when you're sitting in the middle of a heartbreak and that's all you have to think about it's like you just sit there yeah. wallowing in your self-pity no, I was you're like still, I gotta move I was still pretty heartbroken oh. and he tried to publicly humiliate me online he what? got in, he got into a relationship like two weeks after <gasps> we we broke up and she was posting herself and him kissing all over TikTok their no. shit went viral like hundreds of thousands of views <gasps> and likes and then it's like he intentionally did that to get back at me for leaving him was it one of the people he'd been messaging do you think um i don't know i didn't even pay attention to names i don't even have a clue i was in such a state of like shock no <laughs> but who knows maybe but but again that's just you know another confirmation yeah. that yeah we're on the right you know sometimes it's like yep thank you for continually showing up as the person that I thought you probably were yeah you know? like, yep okay, some people got it. just really need that validation <laughs> yeah how long was it after everything ending that you actually moved to uh, Los Angeles four months four months later she's in LA yeah <laughs> okay so now how long have you been in Los Angeles I've been here six months now. So we're officially half a year in yeah it's crazy time flies okay and so since you've been here. What have been the moments that have made you go like, yep, this is it. Like, this is it. I'm doing it. Because I've seen some mm-hmm. of the projects you've been a part of, some of the things you've done. So tell me about your life in Los Angeles now. Oh, I love it. I just love how creative everybody is. I feel like I can dress how I want, be myself fully, because there's so many people here that it's it's people are just themselves. They're so eccentric and creative. And no matter how weird you are, nobody notices because there's somebody weirder just across the yeah. sidewalk <laughs> it's so true it's just, you're not you don't you it's so hard to stand out because yeah everyone kind of blends in because everyone's trying to stand out kind yeah. of you know but I, I love that yeah one of the things i love about los angeles because it's like you know listeners of the show know i i've been coming here step by step all along the way through the growth of this podcast like i had my first photo shoot here all my marketing stuff my brand mm-hmm. I, I just keep coming back here for one i've got a photographer i love working with but I love coming somewhere that makes me feel small. 
Me too. Because it reminds you like, nah, 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 nah. You, you think you've been doing good things. Yeah. But honey, you're just getting started. I like being somewhere where no one knows me. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, dating is better in LA because you're like, great. It's not like everyone yeah. knows someone of my exes or whatever. There's that. But I just feel like in terms of career wise, like for example, in Vancouver, I can do all the makeup and I could feel like I'm mm-hmm. doing all the weddings. I can feel really proud of myself. And then I come to LA and I'm like, oh wait, I could be doing makeup for the Oscars. I could be doing makeup. Yeah. Like, like what? I'm just doing There's small chump change so compared to what's out there. many opportunities yeah. here and you'll never know where you'll end up or what you'll do. Yeah. Even just going out on a random Saturday night, you yeah. bump into the most random people and end up in the most random situations that would just mm-hmm. never happen back home, right? Yeah. And that's what I love about here is it's just so adventurous. You never know what could happen. I mean, right now I'm sitting in <laughs> girl crush which is owned by the gentleman who manages Jacquees like there's like so many crazy <laughs> what <laughs> like Jaina <laughs> like it's just such a random cool place with yeah. so many people doing cool things yeah so what would you say so far has been the highlight of being in LA I just feel happy Aww. and free <laughs> and one of my favorite projects I got to work on was um, my friend Shayla she's the first indigenous global ambassador for Lululemon <gasps> so she brought me on her global campaign um, oh for God. the Align collection i saw the shoot and yeah. i saw it on social media but i didn't know that it had the ties back to the whole indigenous yeah. oh, that's so cool so she she was one of the there was four ambassadors she was featured in it and she brought me on to do makeup and then she got me on to be in the shoot with her so i was like because no one would see <laughs> nobody in their right mind would see you as the makeup artist and be like yeah you should stay behind the scenes <laughs> So, Even today, we just did a photo shoot for the promo for this. For you know, for our listeners, we just did a photo shoot. I'm like, oh man, I got to stand next to Starling in a picture. <laughs> You're such a rocking babe. It's not even funny. <laughs> so of course, you just transition so quickly from makeup artist to model. Like of course, <laughs> like hey, it's first six months in, I'm modeling for Lululemon. No big deal. <laughs> well, Welcome was, to Los Angeles. Right? I know, so random. Because she's like, yeah. So you're also gonna be in it too. I gave them your name. I was like, oh, I am. <laughs> Let me shave my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my very first modeling, wow. like paid modeling gig. So oh, I just got now, goosebumps. I'm so happy for you. Now so I want to do more. Now I'm she's ins- now inspired. Bug. Yeah. I love it. And it's a really good time too because so many things are all about being inclusive. You yeah. Know? So when you rock, you know, you fly your flag real high, you're like, indigenous woman, what up? Yeah. <laughs> and show up to all the photo shoots. I love it. And when I first got here, I parked on the side street over there and I looked to my left and there was like a ad for Reservation Dogs, the show, <gasps> the TV show. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like there's an ad for um, Reservation Dogs, literally res kids right in front of me. Wow. Like I wouldn't, you wouldn't see that like 10 years ago. So I love just the representation and I love it for our youth. That's that so they cool. Can see that. Yeah. It was like the universe being like, yeah, go. Yeah. There's <laughs> a place for you. Like there's a spotlight waiting for you to step into it. And yeah. you were here stepping into your motherfucking spotlight, right? <laughs> like This is the time. This is your moment. This is it. The fireworks are going off right now for you for <laughs> sure. So what's next for Miss Starly Gladue? More modeling. Um, are you dating here? Because I'm, I mean, we just told your heartbreak story. People I, are going to be like, wait, is she, so she's single? I, <laughs> <laughs> I got dibs. <laughs> I'm in girl crush with Starly Gladue. Fuck everybody. <laughs> I just started dating like not even too long ago. Well, it takes a while, right? Yeah. To feel ready mm-hmm. after something I, I epic. took my time to really try heal. As you should. Yeah. And what's the dating world been like for you in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> Oi. It's been cute. <laughs> Do you have any good date stories? Not really. I just started. She's like, no, literally. I just had my first date <laughs> literally last Literally, like, last week. 
<laughs> okay, so I got to come back to hear the date stories. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back in another six months. We'll see. <laughs> Also, you got so much shit on the go. Like, yeah. if a man's going to try and catch on this wave right now, like, he's got to keep up. Like, you got so much happening. <laughs> yeah. I love that when we were setting up the mics and everything, and I asked you, how do I refer to you? And you said, makeup artist. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> makeup artist? That was years ago. You are now, like, all these other things. You are a CEO <laughs> of your own damn life, is what you <laughs> <laughs> I am just so inspired by you making this giant change for yourself and stepping into your spotlight and doing so many women proud. I feel like it would be so easy to keep forgiving because I mean, Mm -hmm. I did that and we've had stories on the show of women who just kept forgiving, but for you to, you know, I forgave once I can't do it again. Yeah. And at a certain point you're like, no, my intuition is there for a reason. And your intuition was moved to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and you did it. And I was so proud of you. I kept very silent on what happened and I didn't like, I could have posted him and outed him and stuff like that, but I didn't. And I'm not that type of person and I'm not telling my story now to make him look bad. I just want to share my story because there's probably people in unhappy relationships, engage engagements, marriages. that feel like they, they can't leave, Yeah, but you can leave. And I think that some people imagine the end of a relationship or the end of an engagement as the end of your life. Yeah. But it can be the start. It feels like that at first. Yeah. But what I saw in you and what I've seen so many times is it can be the start of a whole new life. So when you get engaged, you have a painting, it's almost like in your mind of what your future is going to look like. You Mm -hmm. knew you'd be a stepmom. You're going to have these kids. You know, you're going to maybe move to Los Angeles. So you had this painting that you were, you know, idealizing basically. And then as soon as the relationship ends or the engagement gets called off, it's like now you have this blank canvas and people see that as such a scary thing because it's like, well, what if my life's going to be like lonely now? And what if I, what if I die alone? And what if I never Mm -hmm. have kids? And what if we do all these things, but we don't even take into consideration that the new painting, what goes up on the next canvas could be so much better. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, like she's got, you know, your painting, I have goosebumps right now, but your, (laughs) your painting now, like what I imagine would be what's on the wall, you know, is that picture mm-hmm. that you have on your Instagram, you in that really cute jacket with the palm trees behind yeah. you. <laughs> I reposted it on my Instagram and I saw yeah, it. So I was like, I remember. this just gave me goosebumps because I saw <laughs> it's your living. It's your living your best fucking life. Yes. And that is the most beautiful thing. And love will happen when it's supposed to. Yeah. And I'm it'll not- be someone that doesn't make you, you know, check Facebook messages and all that kind of I shit. Know. Like, you know? I'm not I'm not worried about that. I know it'll come when it's meant to. Exactly. I'm grateful for what happened happened because it was the push I needed to get my ass out here. Exactly. A thousand percent. And that's it's so obvious when you see you just flourishing now. It's so beautiful. Thank you. So thank you for being an inspiration to me, to everyone on your Instagram, yes. to all the indigenous peoples on Happy <laughs> Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. <laughs> you are a living, you are big lash energy on legs, boo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you why you love orange. Why is it your color? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't think anybody's really asked me that before. I feel like pink is a little too obvious as a woman. Like, I just don't Mm -hmm. identify as, like, super girly. (laughs) So I love that orange is kind of, like, not pink, but it's still some kind of feminine. But basically, Mm -hmm. I love that it's fierce, it's bold, it's dynamic, it's all about originality and creativity. And it's a very polarizing color, so you either kind of love it or you hate it. But it's all about just uniqueness and, yeah, uniqueness, creativity, and boldness. Why? Why why do you ask? I love it. 
In my culture, for indigenous people, we wear orange to signify and honor residential school survivors and the kids that lost their lives. If I'm being completely honest, growing up, I didn't have a lot of indigenous people around me. Mm -hmm. But my grandpa, bless his heart, he's passed away now, so I can say this. He was the most racist person that I ever Mm. knew. And I loved him. Like that was, that was my, I was grandpa's girl. And he was so racist. And I was born and raised in the church where I was taught that God loves everybody the same. Yeah. So when my grandpa would make these jokes, uh, I knew it was wrong. And I didn't understand why it was a thing. Like I just didn't understand the, I didn't, I didn't get the joke. I really Mm. didn't. And so where I never, I mean, I could never say I understand what indigenous people go through or what they have been through. I'll never, I would never personally be able to understand. I do understand that there is that stigma and that there is that racism Mm -hmm. out there because someone in my family was that, was that person. And so I, I respect and hate at the same time that that is a thing because I've, I've been close to it. And I remember one time my grandpa was telling a very inappropriate joke and I was a little girl. I was probably like nine at the time. And he was doing this horrible, horribly off center joke. And I just said, why do you make so much fun of native people because we said native then and he said oh because they get better priced gas and they get free education and they get all these things and he was like he had this like really he felt really like entitled that this was yeah. you know and this was obviously even before but all it all the, came at a cost we had cultural genocide exactly and i said not knowing any of that i'm yeah, just yeah. a little girl I literally i don't know all the politics i don't uh-huh. know anything just as a little girl i just said to him would you trade being native for having all of those perks. Would you want to be the person that's getting made fun of? Would you want to be the person, right? And he said, never, I would never. And I was like, yeah, that says a lot that people have these benefits because because they have a disadvantage Mm -hmm. in the world, you know what I mean? And I just, and that was just the only conversation that I ever really had from where I was kind of trying to stand up, but I didn't know why. Uh (laughs) I didn't know I'm standing up to my grandpa even though I fucking loved him, but it was like, yo, this can't, this isn't right. Like it just felt in my gut, like I just knew it wasn't right. And that was kind of the only way that I knew that it was an issue outside of my little world was because I knew that people were racist, you know? Mm-hmm. And I hate, I obviously hate that. And even since then now, all these things about all the schools have come out and all these uh, basically giant tombs have been found and all these sorts of things. And yeah, there's still so much racism and systemic racism, but now people like with the mass graves being found. And for those that don't know uh, what residential schools is, it happened in um, Canada. It was enforced by the government and the Catholic churches to take native children away from their homes, force them into boarding schools or there was tons of abuse, physical abuse, malnourishment, beatings, sexual abuse, tons of sexual abuse, every kind of abuse imaginative. You couldn't speak your language, your culture got stripped from you and um, tons of kids died. And in 2021, uh, two years ago, they the very first school to be searched was Kamloops Residential School. Um, I forget what it was called, but they found 215 unmarked graves. And that was just one school. And there was like 140 schools across Canada. So there have been thousands and thousands of kids that have died. But at least like now the masses, people are starting to know why Native people are the way they are. It's because we have so much trauma embedded into us and it gets it gets passed down, passed down through generations. Yeah. And it's not even that far away. The last school closed 1997, I believe. So I technically could have gone to residential school my first two years of school. So this isn't long in the distant past. Yeah which is so crazy to think, right? And so 
Here's the thing is that you can go, okay, well, let's say my grandpa was mistreated, right, in these schools. Mm -hmm. Well, your grandpa ended up being a child who had been maybe beat or abused or molested. And then he's having kids. He doesn't have the proper tools to raise kids, right? And that's what exactly happened because my dad was in in boarding schools, residential schools, and he passed down the abuse to, not to me, but because he didn't raise me. He raised my brother and sister, but he passed that abuse down to them. But I try not to look at him in a bad light, but I now I understand why. It's because he... A broken person. Yeah, he was so broken, mm-hmm. so much trauma, and that's all he knew growing up. He never really had much love. People from the outside could be like, okay, but that's not happening now. So like, what's your deal? You know, yeah. get over it. But the system is not set in place to help the healing happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's just here we just throw perks or we just throw it at, at indigenous people's day. And be like, does yeah. this make it better? No, it doesn't. It's not going to heal these broken people from their horrible experiences that they've had and the ways that it's been passed through families. It's just, there's, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no quick fix to that. Yeah. No cheaper gas, no fridge. It's not going to do it. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, that's why it's just so cool seeing someone like you through, despite all the things and all that, like you are just such a light, bright, shining example of, (laughs) you know, like just a representation of just this beautiful, strong, courageous, powerful successful woman thank you and that's one of my goals coming out here is I want to I want to inspire the next generation I want youth and women to look up to me and know that they can leave their reserve if they want to they can leave their their city and pursue big things and go to these big cities like I never personally never seen anyone from my community or my province even take off to LA to pursue their dreams it's you boo they were waiting for you <laughs> i have one friend my girl brandy i seen her do it in 2012 shout out to brandy <laughs> she was the only person i knew personally i seen her take off and move out here and she always inspired me over these all these years and she's native too and she's my that. she's my roommate now oh, that's so cool <laughs> but yeah when i told her that i was like you've always been an inspiration to me she's like really <laughs> You know what? Isn't that cool that like you can be inspiring other people just living your life? That's yeah. cool. You know? And people are going to hear your story and they're going to be inspired for sure. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's it doesn't just apply to Indigenous women. It applies yeah. to all the women who are mm-hmm. doing what they feel like they're supposed to be doing or, yes. you know? And, and so I love that. So that's why I'm so glad you're here to share yeah. your story. Thank you so much for being <laughs> here. You're now an official BLE bestie. Aww. And I'm going to wear orange now for you. Yeah. <laughs> Because Lord knows my closet is literally only orange. I need more orange. (laughs) Only have one tea. Okay, well, let's go shopping together. Yes. (laughs) I asked Starly what we could do to support Indigenous people. She said we could wear orange for Indigenous People's Day, preferably something made by an Indigenous artist. She also said you could educate yourself on the dark history of Canada and what happened in those residential schools. She suggested we skip Canada Day celebrations in exchange for wearing orange since it's basically like celebrating genocide and on september 30th it's truth and reconciliation day so be sure to wear orange in honor of the residential school survivors and the ones who lost their lives can you see why i've got a girl crush (laughs) sterling's such a vibe after we finished our talk she invited me back to her studio where she surprised me by spending three hours meticulously doing my brows and now that they're healed honey i'm in love if you're ever in los angeles be sure to look her up also if you want to see the photos that we took in girl crush check out our instagram big lash podcast 
Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'd like to send an extra special thank you to the people of Girl Crush for letting us in their space. And of course, to Starly for sharing your story with me. I will forever be inspired by you. Hopefully you found this episode useful and entertaining. If you know someone who could use a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, someone else wears orange for a good cause. Now please, go be your most fabulous self and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Thanks so much. Goodbye. Damn, Mwah. Damn, Mwah.